Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Bluefeather. Thanks for joining me for another episode. So this was one of those moments where I heard these two words and it just created a metaphor and an invitation that just keeps giving and it's like I'm dancing with these words and they take me on this beautiful summer reverie of spirituality and create creativity and practice and hope and a feeling that I can engage myself with things that make me feel connected, that are helpful to others, that are interesting to me, that require my tending towards, my attention. And the two words were muscular hope. And I go to a chanting meeting on Sunday. So it's a one hour Zoom meeting with people from the East Coast, and I'm just learning about the specifics of the chanting and the particular Buddhism. And I'm not diving in quick or deep because I'm just enjoying the community and the beautiful sound and feeling as I am chanting. And I tend to often do things to share with others or teach others. And sometimes I find things that I want to be subtle with and a student with, and I want to practice and learn for myself. And so I don't ask a lot of questions yet. I listen and I feel and I chant and I love. And it's a one-hour meeting, we chant for like 20 minutes, and then there is a reading for the for the day, and then someone gives their experience, and then they open it up for shares, and it's over very quick. And someone talked about muscular hope and made reference to Krista Tippett, the host of On Being, and an award-winning journalist, and She's awesome. And here is the reading. So I will read it to you and I will also put it in the show notes for you. This is Krista Tippett. It is from a New York Times magazine interview from 2022 of July. She says, I talk about hope being a muscle. It's not wishful thinking and it's not idealism. It's not even a belief that everything will turn out okay. It's an imaginative leap, which is what I've seen in people like John Lewis and Jane Goodall. These are people who said, I refuse to accept that the world has to be this way. I'm going to throw my life and my pragmatism and my intelligence at this insistence that it could be different and put that into practice. That's a muscular hope. So to your question, I don't always feel robustly hopeful. So this is Krista talking to the interviewer. She says, I don't feel, always feel robustly hopeful. Depression is something I've struggled with. 
I've found the world an unbearable place for months at a time in the last two years, but at the same time, I don't feel like there's a place in my work for despair. And that's the end of the reading. Krista Tippett. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Isn't that gorgeous? And when I've been sharing it with some others and talking with the two words of muscular hope, it's interesting to see how people respond to the metaphor. And it's very different too. So you don't have to take the muscular hope and let it work the way that Krista just expounded, but you can if you want, and you can also simmer with the words muscular hope and think about them, contemplate, inquire, meditate, paint, sit with, ask others. For me, muscular hope feels like something that grows, that ebbs and flows. Muscular hope isn't something that I have to believe in or have faith or connect it to a divine being or God. Muscular hope is something that I put into movement or discipline or action for me. I really resonate with the part where she's talking about struggling with depression over the last couple years, this post 2020 world that we're all living in three years and some change can be quite intense, painful and unbearable is the word she used. And I also resonate with the idea that muscular hope doesn't mean I believe everything's going to be okay or that it's not going to be painful or difficult or intense. And I love the other two words, an imaginative leap, taking imaginative leaps from where you are. And for me, practice is a very important part of my life. It connects me to my body, to ritual, to my business, my fun, my passion, my contributions, my painting, my music. It connects me to the trail, to the rain, to the moon. So I wanted to share this with you because I think it's really beautiful. And I hope you take a moment to read what Krista has to say and to allow for this to dance and settle in your life on your path. Muscular hope. That's what I have to share for you today on the podcast. I'll see you next time. I just finished teaching my springwise circles and I had two of them running at the same time. I wanted to share with you a testimonial from AJ who was a participant in one of the circles. When I asked her what she learned, this is what she said. I learned how to move past my instinct to shape a share or shape a writing prompt into something that felt like a clean narrative. 
and to lean into just raw, immediate self-expression. I learned through my Y-Circle group mates more about the natural unfolding of life. I asked her, what did you love about the Y-Circle? She says, I loved watching someone share unfold. It's one thing to share for three minutes or five minutes, but a 10-minute share is a journey and a vulnerable one. It asks you to remain open and take up that space, and it asks us fellow Y-Circle members to remain in that state of deep listening. Some Circle members, myself included, would go on an entire emotional journey in those 10 minutes, from a quippy entry into a deep revelation at the end. I felt so grateful to bear witness. There was so much humanity in that. I also was so grateful to have people bear witness to me. I tried my best in my circle to not filter my experience for others, which was scary and hard, but it's something I needed to practice in order to accept myself more after recent relationship events and heal. Y Circle gave me the environment to practice that. She also said that the Y Circle gave her a space where she could witness her realest self, messy emotions, processes, and all, to be witnessed and in turn witness others in their journeys, and it was very healing. We all deserve to have a space where we can show up exactly where we're at and as exactly who we are. Spring's Y Circle gave me that. I can't wait to join again in another season. Thanks, AJ, so much for such thoughtful information about your experience. And I was, it was such an honor to have you participate. So if you are interested in learning more about my Y Circles, you can head over to my website at viralmindfulness.com. You can follow the navigation menus, work with me, and follow Y Circle. And there is a join waitlist and offer feedback form where I'm collecting information about November and December and also September and October. So if you're interested, I would love to hear from you through the waitlist and feedback survey. And you can let me know specific times that work for you, like Tuesday mornings or Friday afternoons or Sundays or Saturdays. And you can let me know if you're available for September 20th through October 11th. Anyway, I hope to hear from you and even more. I hope to see you soon in one of my seasonal wise circles.